and welcome back to the Rustic Preacher Podcast. I'm your host, the Rustic Preacher, bringing you a new episode today. Um, If you guys are new to the Rustic Preacher Podcast, I'm just exactly what the title says, a Rustic Preacher. I'm backwoods. I live out in the boonies. I love the country. I love getting in the garden, dealing with animals, just getting back to my roots. And uh, yeah... But most of all, I love God. It's my passion. It's my calling to preach the Word of God. I want to answer answer people's questions about God, about His Word, about life, marriage, homesteading, whatever it may be. You might hear about chickens one podcast and the next podcast about God. So what's the topic for today? Well, the topic for today is Life and Sheep. Life and Sheep. Very interesting title for the podcast. But what do I mean? Well, in my life, personally, uh, me and the family are looking forward to getting some new sheep on the homestead. Uh, This is going to be a new endeavor for us. It's not that I've never raised sheep or been around sheep. Part of my childhood, um, I was around sheep and raised sheep as 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 a young man. But as a family, for our homestead, it will be a new addition, and they're a different kind of sheep. We're actually raising hair sheep. So if you guys are interested in raising sheep, um, we always uh, raise the same, uh, uh, different, like a wool sheep, um, sometimes different crosses, like a Sussex cross. Um, But we are actually going to raise hair sheep that's not a wool sheep where you have to trim the wool. but they shed their wool, and they have a little bit different kind of wool. So um, it's going to be new. It's going to be interesting. They're a little bit smaller breed. They're a St. Croix mix called a Katahdin. So if you guys want to do your research, you can look them up. They're very interesting. And we're going to try to see uh, how they grow out on the pasture here and the farm and how, how well they mix with the, with the homestead. Um, but we'll see what it does for the biodiversity and as we rotational graze the pastures and and have the biodiversity with the different animals and multi-species grazing. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it improves the soil and, and different things like that. So we're very excited. Uh, with that, there'll be some learning. But it's another area that I recognize that in life, there's a lot to be learned by shepherding. Uh, if you know the New Testament at all and read stories, or if you ever read the book of John, oftentimes God, Christ, refers to himself as the good shepherd. Um, and there's a correlation there that we can learn from in our own life. And here on the homestead, I look forward to teaching my children and experiencing that for myself, where those teachings and parables about the shepherd that I can see in my own life as dealing with sheep. Now, people will tell you when it comes to raising sheep, oh, well, they're stupid animals. Oh, they're frustrating. Oh, this or that. Well, be careful because in the parables, we are the sheep. And yes, we can do stupid things and we can, uh, we can doubt God can definitely get frustrated with us at times. But thankfully, our Lord and Savior is not like us. God is not like man. He's apart from us. His righteousness and anger is different than ours. And um, he's both just and both merciful. He's both loving and both angry and jealous. He's all the above because he is a perfect God. 
So on this topic of life and sheep and thinking about shepherding, it took me to John chapter 10. Now in John chapter 10, there is a verse in the midst of John chapter 10 that is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But it takes place in a parable. And Jesus starts by telling a parable and they don't under, they don't understand it. In John chapter 10, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the shep, uh, sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So, when it comes to shepherding, um, you often train your sheep to a call, to a sheep call, or so that way when you come out to pasture, you want to move them or rotate them to greener pastures that they know your voice. So oftentimes you get a treat like an alfalfa pellets or oats or something like that in a bucket. And you shake the bucket and you say, here, sheep, 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 or sheep, you know, however you want to do it. Sheep, 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 here, sheep, whatever. You, you pick your own call, right? Or you just shake the bucket and say, here, come on, come on whatever, whistle, but they know when you do that, that that's the call to come to the good shepherd's voice. And what they know is that they'll be rewarded when they follow. The shepherd speaks, they follow, they eat greener pastures. That's the same way in our life. And Christ uses this parable to teach, and his example is, is that anyone that tries to get in from a different way is a thief, is a liar, they can't be trusted, right? If you're in your home and the doors are locked and you're inside and someone tries to crawl in your house through the window, uh, they're probably not an invited guest. If someone tries kicking in your door, they're not an invited guest. If your sheep are out on pasture and something tries to climb the fence or under the, dig under the fence, they're probably going after the sheep and they're not in the best interest of the sheep and they shouldn't be there because they're trying to find a different way. Well, this is the same way it works for God. And they didn't understand this parable that Jesus was teaching. So Jesus again said to them in verse 7, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Right? Christ said he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. There's no other way to it. Uh, and when it comes to living life, when it comes to everlasting life, you can't live a good life and you cannot have any hope in everlasting life if you have not found it through Christ. Now, a lot of people out there are going to say, yeah, Jesus, but also this. No, that's not how it works. Anytime someone tries to give you a Jesus plus whatever their ideas are, that's no longer the Jesus of the Bible. Who is this Jesus they speak of? Read your Bibles. It's very interesting to me that everyone wants to have an opinion when it comes to the Bible or what the Bible says about something. But oftentimes they don't read the Bible 
And if they do, they only read a bit and a piece of the Bible, and they don't read it all. If you want to be a critic of the Bible, read the whole Bible and let it interpret itself. Don't listen to what everyone else says about it. Be your own theologian. Read it. Read it as a whole. Yeah, but the Bible says this little thing about slavery. It says this little thing about husbands and wives, or this little thing about homosexuality, or this little thing about uh, adultery and murder and this and this and this. Read it all. Look at it from a historical standpoint. Look at it from a cultural standpoint. Look at it from other biblical references in the Bible. Okay? There's so many different ways. Look at it from its language, its writing, whether it's poetic, whether it's allegory. There's, there's, you have to understand this as a whole. So when people come to you and they go, hey, we got a better way. Hey, they're trying to climb the fence. And this is where we come to one of my favorite verses is John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Christ provided the way, not just to have life, but have continued life and abundant life, a life that keeps pouring out to us. Now it amazes me a God who is rich in his mercy would stand in the gate, allow us in, keep the evil ones out, and continue to give us life. It blows my mind. I can't comprehend it. Why? Because I was an enemy of God. Well, what do you mean by that, rustic preacher? Well, I had my own life. I was at enmity with God, so I was therefore his enemy because I was living life according to me. I was my own God because I was directing my path in my life by what I thought that I needed, that I thought that I wanted that was going to make me happy or be the best way for my life, that was going to live my own truth. Do I want to live my truth? Or do I want to live for the one who is the truth, the way, the life? Right? That's Jesus. So if I'm trying to live my truth and live my life the way I want to live, then I'm at enmity with God. And this is the fact. And this is my point when it comes to life and sheep. When sheep want to live that way, they don't come in at night to pasture, to stall, to where it's safe. In verse 11, if you keep reading, Christ gives this illustration farther how this works out in the believer's life and in the person's life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will also listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from the Father. See, he is the good shepherd. He will lay down his life. He puts himself in the gate. Now, for us, this doesn't make a lot of sense, but back in the day, when shepherds were out on pasture, what they would do is the sheep would free graze, and, and they would move along in different areas of the mountainside, and they would have corrals built out of rock, 
and there would be an opening on one end, one opening, and the shepherd would bring the sheep into the corral to safety, and he would lay in the doorway. So if a wolf or a bear or a predator would come to try to sneak into the place, the one opening they had, he laid in between them and the sheep in the doorway. So they would have to cross the door, right? They would have to go across that threshold, and he was laying in the threshold. So if something wanted to come and steal the sheep, he stood between them and the sheep. But when morning would break and a new dawn would come, he would lead them upon pasture and he would lead them in and out to eat and to be blessed. This is life abundantly. So you don't want to be the sheep that's left out on pasture. You don't want to be the sheep that wants to wander off. Because that sheep is susceptible to attack. See, we can live our life and try to find our own truth and just go on with life and do it our own way. Whether you believe in God or not. And, and, if, and if you believe in, in God and, and, and you open up your heart to Jesus and know who he is and realize, man, I need him. Why do I need him? Because I'm lost without him. Why am I lost? Because I'm my own God. I, I live my own sinfulness. I, I fall short of his glory. I cannot save myself from eternity and his judgment. We might do a whole different podcast episode on why we need Jesus. Because if we don't realize that, that God is a just God and we deserve his wrath and his judgment because our own sin, then we don't understand why we need Jesus. But that's another podcast. But once you find Jesus or once you realize that life Living your own way is not going to find you prosperity. It's not going to give you the desires of your heart because your heart is wicked. You're not going to be happy. Then then what are you left with? Well, Christ offers you something. He says, I'll give you life. I'll give you life in all of its glory. I'll save you from death. I'll stand in the way of the wolves. Matter of fact, I'll give you life abundantly. You just got to respond to his voice, to his call. And he said, follow me. Now, greener pastures don't always mean that there's not going to be a trek. Right? The way to greener pastures might mean valleys. It might mean dips. It might mean dry areas. It might be predator enriched, but he walks through it all with you. Like Psalms 23 says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Right? His, his rod and his staff guide me. His right hand is there for me. Right? It doesn't mean that the shepherd won't take you through it all. No, in life you will go through all those things, all those trials, all those hardship. But it's on the way to greener pasture when you're with Jesus. And he's there with you through it all. You're not alone. And too many times I see people striving to find abundance in life and they're missing out on it. They're not truly living. The only way to truly live is to be content and to seek God's righteousness through his word, through a prayer life, to getting to know your God. That's why the Bible says godliness with contentment is much gain. That gain is what Christ meant by abundance.
So, life and sheep. I'm excited to get new sheep on the farm. It's going to be taxing on me. It's going to be trying. It's going to be a challenge. There's going to be times when I'm frustrated. There's going to be times when I'm filled with great joy. There'll be moments when I move them in the pasture and I call them, Here, sheep! And it reminds me of God's calling in my own life. I look forward to that. I encourage anyone to maybe perhaps get into home setting so you can enjoy some of those things as well. Let them be an encouragement to you. A driving factor for your own walk. But when it comes to your own life, do you want to seek your own truth? Or do you want to follow the king of truth, the good shepherd? And I'll only have life, but have it abundantly. I'm the rustic preacher signing out, reminding you that God is good all the time. And God is real, so we should be real too. (music) 